You're listening to a message from Every Nation GTA. For more information, please visit our website at everynationgta.org. Okay, this is not a sermon today, it's just a sermonette. So um, I'm going to try to stay to 10 to 15 minutes, which probably means 25, but no verses. Um, we are in our Advent mini-series, Light in the Darkness. Last week, Rich kicked it off on our online service, and uh, he was talking about the symbolism of light. Light is life. Light is truth. Light is goodness. And today I'm going to just add to that and talk about light as direction. So the symbolism of light. Light as life. Light as truth. Light as goodness. And today, light as direction. We're going to read a little bit of scripture here. We're going to start in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah has lots of prophetic things to say. He's speaking forward hundreds of years in advance, but he's describing the Savior that's going to come into the world. One of the passages is from Isaiah 9. I'm just going to read one verse. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them the light has shone. Of course, by Matthew's day, the gospel writer Matthew, he knew who, they had it figured out, they knew who Isaiah was talking about. And Matthew um, repeats this scripture. He says, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light, and those dwelling in the region and the shadow of death, on them has light dawned. We're going to turn to the Gospel of John. John actually talks about Jesus being the light and the light of the world and quotes things that Jesus says more than the other Gospel writers. He says this, uh, Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Once we walked in darkness, in Jesus we have light. Once we walked in darkness, our path was dark. In Jesus we have light. So I'm going to tell you a story this morning. Um, when I was a kid, growing up, my family every year, three weeks at the end of every summer, rented a cottage in northern Ontario. It was at a little resort, so there was a lodge, and there were nine cottages, five on one side, four on the other. My mom liked to rent the cottage the farthest away, um, so nobody was walking by, and it was quiet. And I don't know, northern Ontario is pretty quiet as it is, so, um, but that was the one we always rented. And every night, all the families who were staying in, these, in the lodge and in these cottages would come together at the lodge and play games and eat and have fun together. So um, to get there, you had to walk on the path. Now, paths in the dark in northern Ontario can be pretty dark. So as a little kid, I learned the power of a flashlight, a big flashlight, a big flashlight. This is a pretty good one, actually. This one's LED. I just bought this at Home Depot, and it's way it's well, no, except I have trouble turning it off and on, but it's way better than the one I grew up with when I was a kid. Um, I learned the power of a flashlight. When you're walking on a path in the dark, it's important that you have a light to be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. 
The lamp to your feet shows you where the rocks and the roots might be, even along the well-groomed path, so you don't catch your flip-flop and, and stub your toe and trip and fall. And the light to your path, so the lamp to my feet, and the light to my path shows me my destination, where I'm going. Now, when the, when the flashlight was pointed down on the path, you know, it's pretty clear. The light isn't dispersed as far, and you can see pretty clearly. When you shine the light way ahead to that destination that you're going to, uh, it's a little fuzzier. It's a little more blurry, and yet you need both to be able to see where you're stepping so you don't trip and fall, and then to be able to look ahead. And even if it's in the haze, even if it's um, not quite so clear, you know your destination. Ah! which probably reminds some of you of a verse from the book of Psalms. The psalmist writes, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, last Sunday, Richard read to us from John chapter 1, and uh, one of the things in John chapter 1, you know, I'm going to digress. Do you ever watch HGTV and the home, you know, uh, renovation shows? Yes, I hear some giggles. And the best part of the show is the last, after the last commercial break, when they do the big reveal. So you saw them before, and, you know, they're going to tear it apart, and then there's going to be problems, and then at the end you're going to see. Okay, John chapter 1 to me is the big reveal of the Bible. Because those people who heard this, John said, he said this, he said, uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, those people that he was speaking to, they had read the Psalms. Every Sunday in the synagogue, they were familiar with how many times the word of God has been talked about, over and over. And finally, John goes, it's not just words on a page or in a scroll, but he says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. And we knew in that moment that the word was Jesus. Okay, I'm going to take Jesus, and I'm going to put him in that verse. Jesus is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. Uh, during Advent, we do so many things that remind us about light and the darkness. We have so many traditions. Today we sang the first Noel, and the, the last verse, I think, is uh, talks about that by the light of that same star, three wise men came from country far. And I love this part. To seek a king was their intent, and to follow that star wherever it went. The beauty of those words as we're thinking about the stars, not just a star on a path, but their willingness to follow and look for that king wherever he might be. So we're reminded about the symbolism of light in a lot of our Christmas carols. And we're reminded, uh, I don't know about your house, but um, my house has enough Christmas lights outside on all four sides of it that were the house in the neighborhood that people stopped their cars in front of. And we love it. We love it. Our neighbors thank us. And But you think whether you do one string of lights over your fireplace or on your tree, or whether you light the outside of your house like the Thompsons do. Okay, like Bert does. Um, <laughs> I do nothing. Uh, we, we, have, we have light as a symbol of this 
season that even in the darkest time of the year, there's a reminder that there's a light in the world, and that light is Jesus. And then there's our Advent candles, and it, it's it's fascinating to me. You maybe you haven't thought about this, but um, we light them one at a time. One week, the next week, the next week, until finally at Christmas we light the last one. And it, it's kind of representative of the progression of light coming into the world. First we see a little bit, and then we see more, and then we see more until we celebrate the birth of Christ with that fifth candle. Jesus, the light of the world, he's a lamp to our feet, and he's a light to our path. Um, I can't help but thinking about how much darkness I feel like we've all faced in the last three years. And uh, some of us, it's been, okay, all of us, it's been global things. Some of us, it's political things. Maybe your country of origin has had an election in the last number of years and there's been upheaval. Our neighbors to the south, um, and, you know, there's been so many social justice issues one after the next. Of course, all the things surrounded by the pandemic, how hard it has been sometimes to make decisions uh, to mask, well, we didn't have any choice, or not to mask, depending on where you lived in the world, and vaccinations, and should I send my kids back to school, or should I not, and um, am I safe to travel now, and uh, what should I do with my aging parents, and what should I do with my infants and toddlers, and there's been a lot of uncertainty, and even still some politically, and even, you know, we like to think COVID's over, but if you dig into the nitty-gritty, the scientists say maybe not, and um, the future's uncertain. And you know what? It's actually always been that way, all through the centuries and the generations. But I think somehow, maybe by the grace of God, uh, regularly God kind of wants us to know that things aren't just in our hands, but Jesus reminds us that they're in his, that he came to the world to be that light in the darkness, that he came... Uh, that when the future is hard to see, and it is, we can still have the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that we acknowledge as we come up to Christmas. We're going to go back to the flashlight. We want a light to our feet. I want to know the things I need to do today, and I want a lamp to my path. And sometimes I don't just want a lamp that kind of shows me something in the dim. I really wish I could predict the future. I wish I could give you the secret to the future. I wish I could give you five easy steps to know how to make a decision or to um, know what the future holds. Uh, will I ever own a house? Will I ever get married? Should I stay on this job? Should I leave it? Are my children going to survive all this? And yet, though the nitty-gritty, the particulars of what the future holds aren't always clear, and we've so much been reminded of that in the last almost three years, we know that even by the very name we call him and that we sing, Emmanuel, the word Emmanuel, God with us, that this season reminds us, in the midst of darkness, when I maybe can't see even the path that my feet are on, and definitely I'm not super sure what lies ahead, that Jesus came to dispel the darkness in our hearts and in our lives, to dispel the darkness in the world, to actually give us some sense of direction, to, that we, if we fix our eyes on him, the writer of Hebrews says, well, here's what we know, what we need to do, fix our eyes, set our eyes on Jesus, because he's the author and the finisher, the beginner and the ender of our faith. 
Um, Jesus, and Paul said, here's something you need to do. Forget what lies behind. Don't live in fear of, you know, oh, or, or regret. But press forward to what lies ahead. Press on to what God has for us. And um, Jesus said, um, talking about whether you could understand his words, he says, if anyone is willing to do my will, so I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to forget, not be, not be held in fear by what lies behind. I'm going to say, yes, Lord, I'm willing to do your will. And, you know, uh, Proverbs says, actually, the path of the righteous, people who walk and have the righteousness of Jesus in their lives, Proverbs 14 says, actually, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. Do we know what the future holds? Well, we know Emmanuel, God, is with us. We know the light of God shines brighter and brighter. The light in our life shines brighter and brighter until whenever and wherever that full uh, day is. Um, one final quote I'm going to read to you, and uh, then Jacob's going to come up. And Jacob's actually going to sing for us a, song, a Christmas song, one of my favorites that he wrote, called Emmanuel, Christ with us. And uh, there's a line in it about light in the darkness. It's, uh, yeah, I think, I, yeah. Born into darkness, the light of the world comes as well. So listen for that as Jacob um, sings for us in a moment. But one final quote, Tim Keller, Christmas contains many spiritual truths, but it will be hard to grasp the others unless we grasp the first one. That is that the world is a dark place and we will never find our way or see reality unless Jesus is our light. We're going to um, listen to Jacob sing another song as he's getting ready. Maybe it's time for you to take another step. You know, I was listening to an audio book driving in my car the other day and uh, the, the, the audiobook had nothing to do with Advent, Emmanuel, Jesus, or any of this, but the reader said this, what do you turn to when the road ahead is not clear? And I, I, our roads are perfectly clear. What do you turn to? In fact, who do you turn to when the road ahead is not clear? You know, we're not called to to walk this life alone. And so I'm going to remind you, we have a Next Steps card online, yes, but we also have it on the table. We're heading into a new year. If there's a step that you're supposed to make in your faith, maybe you're just exploring Christianity and it's time to just have a conversation with somebody, or maybe it's a time to get involved and walk with others, small group, um, you know, some, some other relational connection in the church serving, fill out the card, let's get connected. And uh, let's, um, let's head into the new year with our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the light, the lamp to our feet and the light to our path. You've been listening to a message from Every Nation GTA. Thanks for joining us. For more information, visit our website at everynationgta.org.